good morning good afternoon good evening what's going on guys glad you're back this is pauline theology daily devotional if it's your first time here man i'm glad you're here and i hope you enjoy as we study the scriptures uh we're in first peter chapter three right now and it's been really good We've been studying a lot, been searching a lot through the scriptures, trying to see what it says, mining the jewels that we can find from it because it's precious. It is definitely a precious word. Uh, so it's been very good. <laughs> very good. Very, very good. Anyway, um, yeah, we're here just to try and find what Peter is actually speaking to the people that he's writing. And then what is it saying about God? What is it saying about mankind, Christianity, um, sinful man? Just what is it saying? And then finally, how we can apply it to our lives. So, yeah, I'm glad you're here. Let's go ahead and jump into it and start it off with chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. It says, Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you would suffer for righteous sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to whom, uh, whoever asks you, for a reason for the hope in which you believe. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. And uh, Peter is hammering at home. He's definitely hammering at home, I told you. <laughs> He's diving deep into that suffering and that oppression that these Christians have to uh, uh, suffer through. And he's encouraging them and giving them hope, man. In this time, the idea of the providence of God, the sovereignty of God, the control of God is a heavy thing. And so understanding that the reason that we are put in these positions, because Peter says it quite often, he says, for this reason you were called. So I believe that helps to give comfort that if God has put them in this position, God has placed them in this place, then that means that they will be able to endure. But let's see what Peter's saying here. He says, be zealous for what is good. He says, because this is the will of God. If we suffer for righteousness sake, we'll be blessed. I think about what Jesus said in the um, Beatitudes. He says, blessed are the poor for they... Uh, will see the kingdom of God. Or in Luke, I think it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will see the kingdom of God, man. Blessed are the persecuted, for they will inherit the earth. Um, oftentimes we think that it's persecuted for the sake of Christ. And that's specifically what Peter's talking about here. But even in that passage in, in Matthew, when Jesus says those things, man, that's just a normal suffering for being an oppressed people. It says, blessed are you when you suffer. There's something to that. There's something in that. See, I like how he says, have no fear of them, nor be troubled. Like it, 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 There's something that coordinates or correlates with the fact of entrusting ourselves to the one who just justly. So we talked about yesterday, trusting or entrusting our souls to the one who judges justly and having fear over them. It's, it's something about that. A buddy of mine told me uh, um, he was thinking about getting a, a gun to carry around because he was being in a, a bad neighborhood and he, and he has this concealed carry. And he thought to himself that 
Is he carrying that just because he's having fear? Is he not trusting the Lord enough? I think those are questions that we have to ask in any situation is that whenever we are thinking that this persecution is happening, we're, we're scared, we're worried. Are we trusting in the Lord enough? Peter clearly says, have no fear or be troubled. He says, honor Christ. Honor God. I, I'm not saying that that's easy at all because there's been plenty of situations that I'd be afeard of. Especially being persecuted, man. You know, Peter's coming with some hard stuff here. But I just like what he said last time. He says that if you desire to love life and to see good days, this is what you'll do. Man, it's just something about it, man. Whenever you suffer for righteousness sake, I say it oftentimes and, and I, I want to continue to repeat it. But Paul says, granted the opportunity to suffer. It's an opportunity, man. It is something that he has given us. We have been granted to suffer with Christ. That's a whole different perspective. That's a whole different way of looking at the sufferings that's going on. When Peter continues and says that we honor Christ as holy, preparing to make a defense because he knows what's going to happen when you don't revile evil for evil, when you act good, when you act loving when you act caringly towards people who are harassing you reviling you spitting on you condemning you they're gonna ask you why are you doing this and he says and when that occurs be ready to make a defense but when you make it be gentle and respectful so even in finally that time comes that ha ha i've done it i've been well enough in Christ to be able to show them what it looks like to be a true Christian. And they finally asked me why. And I get to give them the gospel. Well, you don't give it to them angrily. You don't give it to them begrudgingly. He says you give it to them with, with, with pride, with boldness is what Paul would call it, but be gentle and respectful in doing it. And he says, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. It's like they, the, the things that they said about you, it's going to shut their mouth. That's what Peter said earlier. <laughs> he said, it'll shut up their mouth. So continue to do good. Continue to humble yourself. And they will ask. They will ask. What's to say about God? I think it's continuing from what I said in the very beginning is the sovereignty of God. It's understanding that God is in control. He is the one that's going to maintain and do these things. That's the only way that we could ever, ever love those who revile us, love and care for those who hate us, be gentle and kind to those who are hateful. That's the only way it could ever happen is because we're entrusting our souls to the one who judges justly. We're giving our hearts and our lives over to the one that we know will take better care of them than we ever could. The goal in that is that he will, he, he will get the justice. And this one's a tough one here, is that uh, I pray that it would be my heart that the justice would be found in Jesus on the cross, that they would turn from their sins. But I know that sometimes I want them to have justice themselves placed upon them, the wrath of God placed upon them and not grace. But I'm still working on that, guys.
What's it say about man? Well, for the Christian specifically, it says that humble, be humble, revile not, do good in bad situations, always do right, always do good. And then he also says that we should be ready to give a defense of the gospel. And this is a, a good time to kind of segue onto this for a second is that we all know the gospel. If you have been saved by the gospel and you know that being truly saved, you understand how you got saved. And if you understand how you got saved, if you understand how you came to the knowledge of Christ, then you, all you have to do is tell somebody how you did. And then you know exactly how they can. So evangelism is easy. And so I pray that you guys will live lives of evangelism because the scripture clearly says that we need to be ready to make a defense. You already know it's just kind of like getting practice in just just practicing a little bit so that you get more comfortable in telling somebody that. So let's let's jump back in. But that was a little segue. And for non-Christians, I, I think that it is saying they're bad. They revile. They hate especially those who are in Christ. And they may show it in various ways, but that is the, the, the foundation for which the hate comes, is they have no love because they have not been changed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the thing is, is that as Christians, when we do those things, when we, when we act uh, uh, gracious to those who are not gracious to us, then those people who are in, not in Christ will come to know him. They, they will come to know him. What is it? Uh, how am I applying this in my life? Well, I think that first off, I think that I, I need to be a witness with my mouth and my, my words and my actions. But uh, uh, second off is that I actually need to begin to practice more on how to make a defense of the gospel. How to be able to tell others about the, the grace that God has given me from calling me out of darkness into this marvelous light. I need to make a defense. I need to understand how to do that. And I pray that you guys do as well. I appreciate you guys for listening. It's been a good time. We're almost uh, through with chapter three in Peter. And so uh, it's been good. Been getting heavy. Can't wait to, to continue on to see what we got. But see you guys tomorrow.